Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to DC Collectors Radio. I'm your host, Ashley Wilbanks, and you may be asking yourself, why a podcast now for DCCollectors.com? Well, two, there, there's many reasons. Uh, one, I do another podcast called the Outer Rim News Podcast with uh, some of the fine folks at the OuterRimNews.com website. And uh, we've been doing that for close to 100 episodes now, and it's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy talking about pop culture. Um, you know, my main focus is DC Collectibles, not the company but DC toys and collectibles. Um, so that's why I run dccollectors.com and I've been running it since, Oh, in some shape, form, fashion for about since 2008. I believe that is when I registered dccollector.com. And, uh, you know, I kind of ran that for a few years and kind of fell out of it because just, the headaches of day-to-day running a website. I just, I just fell out of it. So I, I kind of stayed away from the DC side of things for a little while. And then, you know, my love slowly started creeping back in. So around 2010, I, um, I decided to set up the site again, but unfortunately DC collector.com was already, uh, snatched up from me after I let it go. So I added an S on the end and there we go, dccollectors.com. Since then I've gained the dccollector.com domain back, but uh haven't felt the urge to uh do anything with it. Since then the site's been running as dccollectors.com. And if you're not familiar with the site, what we do or what I do basically is just it's a news site. I, I aggregate news from around the web to give you one place to go to find the latest news about all DC comics, toys, uh, collectibles, in- anything in, in that scope there. Uh, if it's, you know, sometimes even original comic book art, I tend to not do the, the daily comic book news stuff or the, the, uh, daily movie TV slash news. Occasionally we do that, maybe once or twice a week. You know, if something major comes out, we will cover that on the site, but not really. We tend to stay more towards uh, toy news, toy reviews, uh, things of that nature. So if you like DCCollectors.com, then hopefully you'll like this podcast. The podcast is here to um, give you another avenue for your news. If you don't have time to click the the link and go to DCCollectors.com every day, or if you have some traveling time between uh, your home and work every day, um, we hope to have this podcast once a week or I hope to have this podcast once a week to give you guys and gals news, DC Comics toy news in, in a different format than what you would typically be used to. Now, I know there's probably probably some other podcasts out there that cover some of the same material. I've looked, haven't looked hard, but I didn't see anything. So I said, hey, why don't we just, or why don't I just bring this forward to give us a, a different avenue to get the news out? That's the whole purpose of of the DC Collectors Radio podcast. To start off, let me tell you about the show today. This, you know, I, and and 
don't get me wrong, I don't know how this is going to go. This is kind of off the cuff with this first episode and probably the first few episodes. Um, I'm not sure what kind of format we're going to stick to. We're just going to we're just going to ride with it for today. We do have uh, an interview today with uh, Funko marketing manager Chris Sully. I don't know how many of you are familiar with Sully, but if you watch any of the Funko YouTube videos, I'm sure that you have seen Sully before. That will be coming later on in this episode, but for now, let's just give you um about a little bit of a background on me. And my love for DC Comics. I have been a fan of DC Comics almost since I was born. Uh, my mom said I started reading when I was about two and a half, three, and that came in the form of comic books. Uh, she would plop one in my lap and teach me how to read, and I would read it back to her. And, uh, you know, most of those were probably Batman comics. I don't really remember my first comic because it was so long ago. You know, I, I like to think that my first DC comic was something in the Batman family line, maybe towards the late seventies, early eighties. But I, I remember having something. It was a big, thick Batman book that had multiple stories in it. Not, it wasn't an annual. But I think it was a Batman family comic, but I can't remember. But I, I have been a fan since that time. And of course, Christopher Reeve's Superman movie just uh, blew the doors wide open. Uh, I am a Star Wars fan. Uh, I was hooked on that at a young age as well. But, you know, I, I bleed DC. I bleed DC. Some of my uh, fondest memories are eating cereal on Saturday morning watching the Super Friends cartoon. Oh, that was so great. I used to love that. I used to love that show so, so much. Uh, I remember... When comics really started sticking out to me, uh, my mom took me to a Piggly Wiggly, which is a grocery store here in the South. I don't know if, if or, or was a grocery store here in the South. I don't know how far up up the coast or or towards the West the the Piggly Wiggly uh, went, but here uh, they had comics back in the day. And the first comic that I purchased. There was Justice League annual number, Justice League of America annual number one, I believe. It was one or three. It was the Detroit League, the first uh, Detroit League appearance. Going back and reading it now is not the same as reading it back then. But for some reason, that book pulled me in to see, you know, what I, when you look at the cover, you have the Detroit League team, and but then you have Batman and Superman and uh, the Flash and a couple of others, you know, standing in the background is like uh, they have this hologram looking look and, you know, standing behind the current team. So when I bought that book, I thought I was getting all of that. Sadly, no, at this point in the book, uh, the team was just about to ex- to disband and Aquaman was uh, announcing that the team was disbanding in the early pages of that book. And I was kind of miffed, but I did get to see uh, Red Tornado and Green Arrow and Hawkman and Hawk Girl and Aquaman and Martian Manhunter in that in that book. And then to see the creation of the Detroit League team, which, you know, I I didn't read too many of those Detroit League era books uh, because on a kid's budget, you have to pick and choose what comics you get. And not every, I didn't buy Justice League every single time it came out. But something about that book uh, really captured my imagination. 
And uh, I've sort of stuck with the Justice League since that time. Uh, 87, 1987, the DeMatteis, Giffen, McGuire Justice League was it for me. That is the beginning and end of all good comic books right there. I'm not saying nothing. There's no good comics today, but nothing compares to that run in my opinion. I hold that as the gold standard. It made me laugh. McGuire's art is just ridiculously good. I still have him as my favorite artist of all time, although Arthur Adams is knocking on the door. But Kevin McGuire is right up there with the best. Uh, he, he's top-notch to me, and, and I don't think anybody will ever replace him. He's just such a great, fantastic artist with uh, with uh, the ability to 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 draw expressional faces so well and the stories and his faces went so well. And you see the, um, the little dramas in, in, in between the team members there. It was so good. It was such a great book, um, that I still read it once a year, to be honest. Um, and then when DC just recently released the omnibus for, for that series, uh, <laughs> I dropped down the cash as soon as it was announced and I'm anxiously awaiting a volume two, hopefully soon DC. If you're hearing this soon, hopefully Um, my toy habit started as probably most kids of that era with star Wars. And then it graduated to GI Joe transformers, superpowers, secret wars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He man. Um, But some of the coolest toys I had, during that age were my superpowers toys. And I remember my first superpowers toy was Aquaman. I remember my mom took me to Maxway, which is a little, you know, rinky dink store at the time here. And, uh, she did, she told me to wait in the car and I was a little kid. And of course we didn't have air conditioners. I was sitting in the hot car, but Hey, that's what they did back in the day. And she ran in to grab grab a few things. She came back out. And she had Aquaman. I was like, so cool. That Aquaman was so cool, and it came with a little mini comic book too. It was just, it was the greatest thing ever. I remember getting home, grabbing Aquaman out of the package. You know, flexing his arms so his feet, you know, did the swimming thing. And then I jumped in the pool with Aquaman, and I played and played with Aquaman in that pool. And um, over the course of the next few weeks and months, of course, Batman was added and. Robin was added to my collection and Superman, um, a couple of Brainiacs because we all know that Brainiacs arms are so brittle. They break. So I had to have a couple of those, um, just for breakage issues. Uh, Lex Luthor, Green Lantern. I had, you know, I had most of that initial run aside from Wonder Woman and Hawkman. For some reason, I never did get those figures. I don't know why. Then the second wave came out and, uh, I had Dr. Fate and uh green arrow red tornado firestorm uh again i can remember my mom going christmas shopping and um leaving me with her friend's mother at their house so they could go christmas shopping and come back swing back by and get me and of course when they swung back by she had firestorm waiting for me i was like oh yes another superpowers figure ah I, I remember the hours of fun I had, you know, so that, that was around 84, 85. Uh, and then two years later, justice league came out, um, in 87 and you know, the, 
the team members from that book were were not your traditional Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern. It was um, <laughs> it was some of the best, uh, some of my favorite characters of all now, thanks to that book, including Blue Beetle, who is my favorite character, not Jaime Reyes, Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, um, Booster Gold, even though he wasn't in the you know initial group team there, uh, Captain Marvel, Martian Manhunter. So Batman, of course. So I would take the the superpowers figures that I had that were on that team. And of course, they were my Justice League team. And I'd set out on little adventures and whatnot, fighting the Joker or the Lex Luthor or Brainiac or Darkseid or whoever I had it at the, in my hand at that moment. And then, of course, as I grew a little bit older, Batman started taking more of a front seat in my um, comic book life. Um, became more darker, especially with the 89 Batman movie. I was so psyched for that. I remember going to see it with my mom and dad. And, uh, and then of course my comic book habit really took hold somewhere during that time period because I was buying back issues of Batman and detective. Uh, I, I remember having pretty much full runs of Batman from issue like three ninety five up to 600. Um, and of course my comic book habit now is, it's a lot different than it used to be because mostly it's comiXology because I just don't have the room for comics anymore. And most of those comics are long gone now, just sold. But, uh, but of course a lot of them are, have been repurchased in comiXology form. Uh, but my love for, for DC has never, never waned. Uh, even through the with that Batman buying run of comics, uh, of course there were you know I, I never really bought toys from Batman the Animated Series when they originally came out. I don't know why. Um, I had a couple, but not really many. Uh, Legends of the Dark Knight. Now I had most of that series, and then through the mid mid nineties, you know, Total Justice came out, and. I was so hoping for a revisit of superpowers in some way, shape, or form that Total Justice, when it was announced, um, I, I read it in a Wizard magazine or, or something along that those lines, Toy Fair or something, I can't remember. And uh, we saw those figures, and I was so disappointed, so disappointed. Don't get me wrong, they're fine figures. They were just, you know, highly stylized, uh, almost statuesque, because... They were they were preposed action figures, so you might have a bent legs Green Lantern who was only shooting his ring one way. You know you can't really, and and at this point I wasn't really into playing them in high school. I wasn't playing with my toys, but I was displaying them, and and wanting to display them in different uh, action scenes or whatever. And it just didn't it didn't do like I thought it was. Um, those figures were just not what. They weren't the superpowers figures that I was hoping for. And to be honest, nothing has really captured that superpowers feel. Uh, I'm to this day waiting for a three and three quarter to four inch line of figures that can compete with superpowers. And for some reason, that's not happening. I know Haya Toys is producing the Injustice and Injustice 2 figures coming out soon in that three and three quarter scale. 
but and so those haven't seen those in hand yet i've seen them in pictures i don't know you know but that's just injustice that's not including everything else so you know i'm i'm sort of excited about those but i'm still waiting on mattel dc collectibles to or somebody else to really do something now funko funko speaking of funko they have released a three and three quarter inch action figure line uh it started with the suicide squad of course they released um well actually it started before that in conjunction with super seven they were making all those uh uh, oh, I can't even remember the name of the reaction figures. And of course we had TV arrow and TV flash figures. And those were kind of cool. They reminded me of old star Wars figures, but then when suicide with suicide squad film rolled out, they rolled out their own line of action figures. And of course it was only a handful that they released, but they were still really cool. And then in the legions of collectors box, we got that, uh, first appearance Superman, which led me to believe, okay, maybe they're about to roll out some stuff. And then when in the recent uh, Batman TV cl- you know, show, the, the classic 66 series had its sort of uh, renaissance there. Funko was making three and three quarter inch figures for, for them with, you know, articulation. So I was so pumped, so pumped. I'm... I was thinking, is this it? Is this the line that's going to give us action figures, vehicles, maybe play sets? We did get the Batmobile from the TV series, but nothing's really come from that yet. Nothing's really, you know, evolved from from just those t- couple of assortments. We did get uh, the Teen Titans, or four of the Teen Titans, from the um, George Perez era in some of the Legion of Collectors boxes because I have the Nightwing, Starfire, Cyborg, and um, Raven. Uh, But that's it. I'm hoping and praying for more. And maybe in our little interview, Sully might give us a little bit of uh, info on that. We'll we'll wait and see. But that's sort of my, my deal. You know, DC Direct came around. I thought for sure we were going to get a a great line of DC toys, but it was more so one-offs of different series or different uh, runs on comics. And the scale was here and there, you know, they, they all at one time might've had a six or seven inch scale, but nothing was actually in scale. If, if you know what I mean, Uh, I could put Superman next to, uh, somebody like dark side. And a lot of the times they would be standing the same height. So it was, it was not, not the, the toy line that I thought now Mattel's recent foray. Well, they've had the license, the DC master license for a while and their DC universe classics really, really stood out. I've, I've have each, I do have some issues with a few of the figures. Some of the female figures are, a bit, uh, uh, how do we say, I don't want to say bad, but they don't stand on their own. There's a lot of, there's a few issues with them. So I do have issues with that line. Uh, at one time DC direct was making figures from the Batman Superman comic from Ed McGinnis's run on it. And 
boy, did they have a, a bunch of figures planned out. And I would have loved that to continue because the line was all uniform, you know, using the same buck, changing uh, paint apps. That, that's what I'm looking for. Something similar to that, something super powery. And we were getting that with DC Universe Classics, sort of, and then it can't, got canceled. And then they moved into DC, the DC Multiverse Universe figure or Multiverse figures. But those are typically not in scale with the DC Universe Classics figures. Then um, DC Collectibles was was going to release the DC Icons line of figures. And we got the first few waves and and had an announcement of mini waves beyond. And then they got canceled. (sighs) And now the DC essentials line from DC collectibles, you know, is this going to stay? I hope so. I truly hope so because the line looks fantastic. Um, this first wave features Batman, Deathstroke, flash and the reverse flash. Um, they all pretty much use the same body buck there. So I'm hoping crossing my fingers, this thing lasts and we get a hundred, 150 figures out of this line and there's no scale issues. Um, waiting on a couple of those figures to be, to ship out to me. Um, so hopefully we'll have some of those for review soon. Um, but that's that's sort of my my DC life there in in my collecting life, and uh, of course you're probably bored by this, but I don't want you to be. I just wanted to get this this my story out of the way for the first episode, so we wouldn't have to revisit it. Although we might revisit pieces and parts to give you some backstory every now and again. But uh, at this time, let's uh, let's head on over to uh, talk to Chris Sully. Hey, Chris, this is Ashley Wilbanks at DCCollectors.com. Hey, Ashley, how you doing? All right, man. Um, I have just a few questions for you. I know you're a busy, busy guy, so I don't want to take up all your time. Oh, yeah, um, no worries. All right, so um, let's just start off right from the beginning. Uh, how, how did you get your start with Funko? And more specifically, how did you get in charge of the product line? The DC? Well, I actually yeah. started... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the, the DC product line, the marketing manager for that. Yeah, I actually started as a fan uh, back in 2012. I began collecting Funko products, uh, got into it, and actually started a site that kind of reported on them uh, with some friends and uh, have a go to all the conventions and started collecting more and more until it really became a, kind of an obsession for me like it is for many collectors. And so when an opportunity came up in the marketing department, I had a background in social media. I had worked for a Fortune 100 company doing their social. I was looking for something that I was a little more passionate about, and Funko was definitely that. So I made the move uh, from Texas all the way to to Seattle for the job. <laughs> Don't regret it one bit. Wow. Uh, as far as uh, my my role in the company, I took a, uh, joined the marketing team in social media role uh, about a year and a half ago, and uh, really there's four of us that report to Mark, who you've spoken with before, I believe. And uh, we each have our area of focus. So for me, I, uh, I oversee our podcast as well as our Facebook channel and some of our other social media efforts. Uh, but we really work as a team, uh, kind of splitting things up and working with one another to make sure that we cover everything that there is to cover in interaction with fans, which is very important to us. 
Oh yeah, and and um, you know, the first time I actually heard you, uh, I, it was through the podcast, um, and and some of the YouTube videos, uh, and and of course Mark said, hey, you know, you need to start talking to uh, Chris. He's the he's the DC guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I'm a, I'm a fan of many things. That's just one of them for sure. <laughs> so, um, as a DC fan, do you, do you collect DC toys other than than the Funko stuff? Yeah, I have a few things from other lines. Uh, I, I definitely dig. Uh, like Metal Diecast makes some really cool, uh, like Batmobile cars and figures. Uh, I'm big into. I don't read them as much, but I love comic book art. So I collect quite a few different comic book lines, um, and and I follow a few of the artists. And uh, really, it just boils down to not any particular lines outside of Funko, but just particular fandoms. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like, uh, you know, like I said, several different artists. So when we go to shows, I always swing by their booths and, and check out to see what they have. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jim Lee, and I just love what he does with Batman. Oh, who isn't? Who isn't? <laughs> right? He's just amazing. Yeah. Anytime there's a con where he's doing a live sketching, I, I do not miss it. I just love watching him work. Well, um, let's turn towards the the production process. How long does it typically take, like a pop or a mystery mini, to go from an idea to store shelves? It can really range. Uh, it depends. Uh, but what we are told most of the time is anywhere from six to nine months. Uh, definitely, if there's uh, you know if something's hot, that can be pushed up quite a bit. But I mean, there's so many moving pieces involved in making that happen. Uh, from the licensing where it all starts, you know, it's getting approval to do that through the artwork and approvals. And, you know, you can imagine with some of these bigger licenses, especially like DC, how many people are involved in, in simply the approval process, uh, which can hold things up for a while. But, uh, yeah, then it's manufactured and shipped over and finally hits store shelves. That can, that can be average six to nine months. Yeah. Um, so can you, I don't know if you can, but can you go into a little detail about that approval process? Like, how does that relationship work between Funko and DC? With like, let's just say you come up with an idea and you want to see it through. You know, I, I'm not directly involved with that myself, but I did have a chance to sit down last year and interview uh, Brian Mariotti, our our president mm-hmm. uh, or our CEO, over uh, and ask some questions that fans had submitted. And one of them was, uh, you know, is it more uh, the companies coming to Funko or Funko going to the companies with these ideas? And the way he uh, answered it was, you know, years ago when Funko started, it was Funko beating down the doors saying, hey, we really, really want to do this particular figure. Will you do it? I'm talking to the licensors. Uh, and now it's more the licensors coming to us and saying, uh, hey, we want you to do this for an upcoming film. Uh, will you do it? Uh, so I, I think that process has probably changed quite a bit in like, uh, you know, upcoming films. I, I don't know for sure that we're doing this, but I would imagine for like an Aquaman, if they, if DC wants that made, they'll come to us and say, Hey, we've got these, this movie coming up and we've got these ideas. You guys go to town on it. And, uh, I've spoken with Reese, uh, who's one of our artists here, Reese O'Brien. Oh yeah. And he's kind of shared, uh, some of the steps as far as like, uh, he works on a, on an upcoming movie. And I guess it depends on the studio, but they'll bring them into a room there and say, all right, put your phones away, hide all that stuff. Uh, we're going to show you some images and some small scenes from the film of the characters we think that would be best for you to do. You know, you can draw whatever you want and take that back and then come back to us with what you come up with and we'll approve it or not. So, I, you know, I think it probably varies depending on the, on the company involved, but I'm sure those processes are fairly similar amongst all of them. 
Yeah, and that sounds that sounds about right. And it kind of leads to the next question, which you've kind of already answered. And, uh, you know, Funko has done three, maybe four waves of actual uh, DC pop weight figures based mm-hmm. on comics, right? Um, we've, we've, mm-hmm. kind, we've kind of been trained to know that the latest movie comes out, the latest TV show, we're going to get a wave of pops based on those. Um, how, how, I guess, how was that decision made to say, okay, it's time for a new wave of comic-based pops? And you've, yeah, like I said, you've kind of already answered it that that DC comes to you <laughs> because fuck Yeah, I think that's probably still the case with that. I mean, I'm sure they have initiatives within their company that they want to push. You know, they've got a, a comic book series or a new artist coming on or something that's performing well for them, and they'll say, "Hey, how can we take this to the next level?" And merchandising is definitely one of those opportunities. So I'm sure, I'm sure we're one of the the top thoughts now when it comes to that, just with the success of the pop line and some of our other uh, uh, figures. Yeah. So um, another popular thing, where at least to me, is uh, the four inch figures that that you've put out based on Suicide Squad, the Batman TV show, um, recently the Teen Titans classic figures. Did those sell well enough to to warrant more? Uh, you must be talking about the uh, uh, the Hero Worlds. Is that the ones you're referring to? Well, no, not the Hero Worlds, but the actual four, three and three quarter inch figures with the articul- articulation and everything. Oh, oh, yeah, more of the action figure yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know sales numbers or really how well they perform, but I mean, we continue to make action figures for different lines, so I would imagine that they're they're still doing pretty well. Uh, and you know, being in marketing, a lot of times for us, it's uh, we're, we're we're in the dark until they get them done and come to us and go, Hey, they're ready to go, go tell the world about them. So there'll be times where we'll go for a while without a, a, a new or a, a line being made like those action figures. And we'll wonder, Hey, are, are we doing more? And then boom, they appear. So, uh, your guess is probably as good as mine on that one on whether we'll see any more anytime soon. Okay. Um, now here, here's a question that a lot of DC fans have been, have been, you know, holding their breath on. Um, we've already, you've already announced plans for the Marvel box and the Disney box, but nothing on the DC box as to where it's going to come from. Is there, do you have a time frame on when that announcement will come? No, with, with all the boxes, there was definitely a transition as we shopped around and talked with partners on who would take them over, how they would sell them. Uh, there's a, there's a learning curve there for partners who have not sold uh, subscription boxes before. And with that one, I believe there's still some talks underway, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, again, that's kind of out of my purview, but yeah. uh, I hope that it lands uh, with a new home because, I mean, some of our last boxes, uh, I, I think of the Green Lantern box specifically, uh, just fans absolutely loved it, and I know they want more. And, and I myself collected all four boxes mm-hmm. uh, before coming on board. I absolutely love getting those every few months, and that that surprise of opening the box to something that I had no clue what was inside, that was that was always a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Um, so what's the one DC character that hasn't been, uh, popped, so to speak yet that you're waiting for, for your collection? Hmm. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the DC TV stuff. Uh, and I definitely would like a Supergirl. I think that would be a great one to add to the collection. Oh yeah. All right. So let, let, I know fans ask for it too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she's she's pretty popular. Um, so let's do a little quick fire round here. Um, I'm just going to ask you your favorite 
uh, character sort of things and, and just kind of tell me what they are. So your favorite DC character? The Flash. The Flash. Uh, your favorite DC movie? Hmm, probably 89 Batman. Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's, yeah, definitely. Uh, that was my first Batman movie, so that was a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> your favorite DC television series? Oh, that's a real tough one. I think I had to stick with The Flash, but, uh, boy, they, they intertwine so well now. It's almost like one giant series. Mm-hmm. It is, but The the Flash is, is the best of them. We can both agree on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, your favorite Batman actor? Ooh, <laughs> uh, Christian Bale. Really? You didn't, you didn't, yeah. care, you didn't care for the Ben Affleck? <laughs> you know, that would have been a strong number two. Really? <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with Christian. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, here, here's just, a, a, another little question about your, your fandom. What did you think of the Shazam and the Aquaman trailers from San Diego Comic-Con? Oh, fantastic. I was lucky enough to go and see the Aquaman Conan show uh, with some of the actors there, and we got a real good look at the trailer there, and uh, and I dig what they're doing with it. It's very different, but I'm a Zachary Levi fan and have been for years, and I absolutely love the take of Shazam and how they're they're working that comedy in there so hardcore. I can't wait to see that one. That's, that's the one I'm most excited about. Awesome. Well, um, I appreciate your time today. Uh, I know you're a busy, busy guy. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, definitely personally follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. I'm C.S. Sully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, uh, with the Funko brand, I mean, we all basically in the social, the marketing team live in the brand on all the social channels. Uh, and we are at Original Funko across the board on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. All righty. Like I said, man, I appreciate your time today and just sharing this information with us and and all the DC fans out there. Yeah, no problem at all. Anytime, Ashley. All righty. Well, uh, have a good one, man. Thanks. You too, man. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So there you have it. That was a good talk with uh, Funko Marketing Manager Chris Sully. Um, Gave me some news I didn't want to hear. I wanted to get some sort of confirmation about the Legions of Collectors box, but it looks like we're still in a wait-and-see mode for that box. Um, you know, if I were a betting man, I would bet that it will, it will you know, likely end up at Target or Walmart. I had this awesome idea that it would be linked to the DC, the new upcoming DC Universe app. And if you were a member of that app, you, you know, you could pay a few extra dollars and be a member and get their Legions of Collectors box. It's probably not going to happen, but that would be a cool idea. Seeing as how if you are a member of that, you're going to get access to exclusive figures and toys like the uh, Justice League animated figures from DC Collectibles. Uh, those look really nice if you hadn't seen them. They're, they were on display at San Diego Comic-Con uh, with uh, Martian Manhunter, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Hulk Girl, and John Stewart, Green Lantern. Those were uh, really, really good-looking figures, and they'll be in scale supposedly with the Batman animated series line that they put out and Superman animated series. So let's switch topics here. I want to do a little, a little 
you know, for each episode, I want to do maybe like, uh, not a review, but comic of the week for the week that we released the, the podcast. Uh, <clears throat> and this week, I, I typically read most everything that that DC puts out in a, in a given week now through Comixology. Uh, but this week, at the time of this podcast recording, I've only read four books. They were um, Batman 52, uh, Mr. Miracle 10, Justice League number 5, and Nightwing 47. Without going into to detail, I don't like spoiling books and all. I want you to read them. I want you to get them and, and love them. It really came down to to two of these out of the four. Now, the Nightwing book, I was just not a fan of. Uh, we'll, we'll just talk just a, a few sentences about each. The Nightwing book, was I'm, I'm not a fan of that one right now. Um, Batman, that's a really cool story Tom King's working on. And if these two other books didn't come out in the same week, that book would have been my favorite. But uh, it's coming down to Justice League 5 and Mr. Miracle 10. Justice League 5, of course, is the creation of like uh, the Legion of Doom. And uh, the storyline is so, <clears throat> so out there. Um, but it is so good. The art is so good in this book. But I had to give the edge to Mr. Miracle 10. This book has just been hitting on all cylinders since the beginning. King is, is writing something special. Um, Gerard's is just knocking it out of the ballpark with his art. And, of course, you get bonus points for including Ted Cord and Booster Gold in the book. Right there. Boom. Automatic win. Mr. Miracle number 10 if you or if you're not reading this book, do yourself a favor. Go out, pick up the back issues if you can. Read it; it's great. You'll love it. Um, like I said, Justice League comes in a slight second, then Batman Fifty Two, and then in just the four books I read, Nightwing Forty Seven comes in at the end. Um, so that's the comic review for the week. Nothing really. To, I, I, I want to do a, sec, a little small, you know, a few minutes on TV and movies as well. Haven't seen Reign of Superman yet. Um, still waiting on that comp copy. Hello, somebody out there. Um, I haven't, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, where I live, the CW channel that I get is not in HD and it looks pathetic. It looks awful. So, I am purposely not watching any of those shows. I wait till they hit Netflix and then I then I splurge. Right now I am uh I'll be watching the season finale of Supergirl and The Flash very soon and I have two episodes left in Arrow. I've already finished up Legends of Tomorrow. Uh Arrow has surprised me this year. I, you know, I've seen some hate online. I, I like it. Legions of Legends of Tomorrow was iffy to me the whole season. Supergirl has had its ups and downs, most lots of way, way, way downs. Uh, to me, it's a little too much hitting you over the head with uh, the topics of today. Um, so, I, you know, I can do without that. Flash and, and Arrow. Flash is always good. Arrow is a lot better this year than last year, so I'm I'm you know interested to to watch the season finales, and uh, 
seeing how the stuff wraps up for this season. As far as movie news, you know, there's Aquaman trailer, Shazam trailer came out. I'm sure they have been reviewed to death online, other places, other podcasts. So we won't go there. I will say the one thing I will say before we wrap it up, the Shazam trailer was really good. But I just have this tiny issue, just just tiny with this costume. And it's not the costume overall. It's the size of the shoulders. Something looks looks odd there, like it's too big. You know, I wish they could go back and tweak that a little, but maybe for Nick, that Shazam 2, or whatever they want to call the sequel, maybe they can fix that up. All right, that's it for this week's uh, episode of DC Collectors Radio. If you want to, you can find us at dccollectors.com. That's the best place to find us for the latest news and reviews about all things DC toys. Every single day we update um, we are. We also have this cool little collector spotlight uh, article every Saturday, showcasing a new collector's display. How they display their items, their whole collection is is really cool. Check it out. Of course, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash DC Collectors, Twitter at DC Collectors, Instagram, of course, what DC Collectors, um, or actually on YouTube as well. Um, you can you can find all those social media links on our website, dccollectors.com. It's https colon slash slash dccollectors.com. Uh, so, like I said, I hope this was good enough for you to come back for episode two. Maybe um, we can start nailing down a format a little bit better throughout uh, the coming episodes. And hey, you know, I'm maybe looking for uh, a guest host now and again so if you're up to it um let me know um contact me email me uh use the contact us page on dccollectors.com and and let me know you're interested we might uh we might might can work something out all right that's it thanks